What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Ryan Kramer here from Ping Pong Payments. This is Crossover Commerce presented by uh, Ping Pong Payments. Uh, I'm here today on a Monday. Hopefully, everyone had a good weekend. Uh, We're coming live today with a very special guest in mind, the CEO and founder of Page One, uh, Keith O'Brien. Let me bring in Keith right there. Hey, Keith, how's it going? Hey, great, Ryan. Thanks, man. (laughs) Hey, thanks for joining with me today. I know we were just talking a little bit about what we've been up to. Uh, You're down there in sunny Florida, correct? Yes, as you can see behind me, <laughs> we actually have a day without without rain today for the first time in, in ages. I was going to say, it doesn't look too miserable outside where I'm at, but uh, it, it's it's awesome to have you on today. Uh, I, we've been messaging back and forth talking about like what's been going on in the industry. You, you've watched a couple of times, uh, wanted to hop on and share a couple tidbits of knowledge. Uh, when, uh, to be full of transparent with everyone who's listening today, again, thank you for everyone listening on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Uh, we appreciate having you guys here. Just let us know where you're listening from. Ask your questions. We'll get to those for sure. But when Keith was asking, what do you want me to talk about? And he sent over Amazon, life, entrepreneurship. I said, oh, that sounds great. But he was actually talking about, I can talk about anything. So I took him for what his word was, uh, talk about <laughs> literally anything. So if you have a question about anything, Keith is the guy to ask. Um, but- no, politics, no politics, religion, or COVID. Right. There we go. I was going to say, we might touch on business COVID because we're kind of intermediate. uh, Yeah. But we won't talk about anything super polarizing, but yeah, thanks for hopping on. Uh, I know you're a busy guy. It's Q4. It's, it's kind of a crazy time right now, right? Like what, what's, what's, uh, tell us a little bit about page. uh, Do you, you call it page one or do you call it page dot one? What do you, what's the page one, just page one. Okay. But I, I, I didn't know if that was a specific, uh, thing that you wanted to to have in there, but what what what's that background like? Tell our audience what Page One is and how you kind of sure. came to to form the business. Sure, sure. You know, I guess to start. So Page One, we're a full service uh, uh, Amazon agency. So, and hi Hari, um, uh, saying hi over there. But um, so we actually started uh, really differently, probably than a lot of agencies. We really started you know building from the inside out. So. We've been around the Amazon space for uh, six years, I guess, uh, this month. Um, previous company, I was uh, co-owner of a company called I Love to Review, which was uh, really the first to market uh, in the Amazon review space back when it was TOS compliant. Uh, so that led us up through October um, and uh, of 2016. When the TOS got changed, we decided to shut that company down. Uh, launched uh, into the agency side. And we really started, Ryan, with, uh, we started doing content optimization um, uh, and uh, uh, so we started doing Amazon SEO, copywriting services. We bolted on uh, uh, with uh, photography and design uh, shortly thereafter. And then we bolted on uh, Amazon advertising management, uh, the next year and launched full brand management services last year. So, you know, we kind of 
grew from the inside out. So, you know, what's unique about uh, page one as an agency, we really do understand uh, conversion rate optimization and how all the pieces of the puzzle fit together, uh, not just uh, managing brands, right? So um, we take a very kind of uh, scientific and uh, uh, and uh, uh, optimization-based approach to it all. Um, so that's kind of how I grew up in the industry. You know, I started selling a few years back, about maybe three years ago. Um, okay. So just to really kind of stay stay in the game and stay active and, and have, make sure I'm seeing things just like uh, our clients are. Um, so that's where it's been. You know, we have a we have a, a nice team here. We have uh, two huge studios here in Florida. Uh, we probably shoot, you know, 100 plus products a month, maybe more, uh, and. Um, are managing some some great brands you know we have you know we probably on the low end i'd say like we we, we do work with a couple of startups that were well funded and understand what they're looking at um, and kind of the lifespan of getting started on amazon um, but most of the time you know for full brand management we come in when a business is doing you know at least half a million a year kind of our sweet spot is that million to ten million dollar a year seller um but on the individualized services and on advertising management, we really kind of start at any level. So that's awesome. So, yeah. so obviously, you've grown to a little bit of everything. Like any service agency, you found your niche. Are you currently still selling, or are you did you do yeah, that? And I, you stopped it. Just I not have enough time. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a small brand. I've always just done to stay in the game. So I brought sure. some partners into that business uh, this year. Um, put a little money into it. We're growing out the the SKU line. Um, but I don't, I don't spend a lot of time on it. You know, I maybe two, three, four hours a week. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that, that's not, not a bad thing. I know a lot of people listening. Uh, we have a couple of people that are just saying hi, uh, from various places, uh, around the world. I know a couple of people from India. Um, but obviously, uh, there's some people who are asking like Hari, uh, who said hi earlier already payment gateway is flooded with many players. How are you planning to stay in the market? I think that's a question for for ping pong actually. So yeah, so I, I can, I can talk about that a little uh, later, Hari. Uh, this is just a forum that we like to have. Uh, crossover commerce is something we like to invite our guests to give a different perspective in the industry and would love to obviously answer that question here a little bit later, but I'll make sure I circle back with you. But, uh, and then some people who just want to stay in touch. So that's obviously a plus. So if you're listening from India or anywhere in the world, obviously we'd love to hear your questions or just let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Keith is a great person to, ask those kinds of questions. He's spoken to thousands of people before. Um, I, I've worked in various capacities in different e-commerce markets as well. So we'd love to answer your questions, but it's kind of uh, a Q and A uh, between Keith and I, just a little bit about, you know, personal life, professional life, and give, give you guys a little bit of perspective on, you know, uh, to walk away with today. So, so Keith, you've built kind of this industry. How big is page one now? Um, it depends on what. So, side clients, you know, we have a a, a lot. Um, okay. You know, we do. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we we don't have a massive fully managed business. We're just growing it for about a year. Um, but you know, we have a a, a number of uh, of clients in that space. You know, we manage uh, fifty plus you know advertising accounts. You know, probably. Um, shoot a few thousand products a year um, um, and about the same on optimization. So we have a staff of 14 um, spread out mm -hmm. between uh, Florida, different parts of the U.S. and uh, 
in a few places overseas. Uh, and then we have three full-time people in addition to that um, uh, overseas as well uh, for backup okay. graphic design and, and things of that nature. Very cool. So you started in reviews and ranking, correct? To, back uh, in the previous company. Yeah. Back in I love okay. reviews six years ago. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty white hat. We're pretty straight laced when it comes to Amazon, you know, we're never going to do anything that's going to put a client account at risk. Um, and so, uh, we just moved out of that industry when, when it, when it changed, uh, sure. and we were doing ranking campaigns for, for a while. And then a couple of years ago, decided to move completely out of that space. Right. And being, being from a, a former company myself that was in ranking and launching services, that is a tricky industry to get in. I know we've had people from like Rank Bell before, uh, Isabella Hamilton, uh, Harrison, excuse me, uh, from Rank Bell. And there's just so many different companies out there. It's, it's very tricky with Amazon nowadays of staying ahead of the game. Again, Feedback Wiz does the same thing with reviews and rank, uh, reviews sure. and ratings. There's so many companies out there that it honestly just struggle to stay ahead of the game. They do a good job when they're, when that's their business model, but uh, you kind of walked away from that. What, what was the, what was that decision? Did you just not want to have to deal with Amazon's ebbs and flows of making yeah. a decision and then having to, to adjust everything? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, ultimately uh, as an agency, you know, you want evergreen businesses, evergreen services that are not going to, you know, I mean, everything changes anyway within Amazon, you know, ecosystem. So, uh, you know, within photography, there's always new things that are coming out within, uh, you know, design, like, you know, they're, they're always changing the templates for A plus and what you can and can't do. Uh, but uh, in advertising, right? There's there's five or six uh, ad placements that weren't even available two years ago. Uh, so, you know, even within these evergreen services, there's still so much to keep up with to stay on cutting and the leading edge really of the industry. Um, and then every time something changes, you need to really dig in and test it. Uh, so uh, we just wanted to move away from, from services that uh, are kind of pushing up against uh, TOS based on interpretation. And so, uh, you know, I think that those are areas that Amazon can always change how they're enforcing the interpretation of TOS. So for, like for ranking campaigns, right? Like I don't believe they're against TOS, but I think that how they interact with them and how they choose to enforce them uh, based on that given interpretation of it, based on what's happening in the, in the environment, uh, you know, I think is always going to change. And uh, so not really interested in, in playing that game. <laughs> No, that that makes complete sense. And for everyone who, who's who's just joining us, uh, I have Keith O'Brien, the CEO and founder of Page One, uh, which is an advertising agency that you know obviously helps anywhere from listing optimization, PPC to creative services. Which, uh, for my question, Keith, since there are a lot of agencies out there who do very similar things, what's kind of the one thing that you you push your team to separate yourself from everyone yeah. else? Is it is it, you know, obviously there's so much you can do in terms of like how you write a listing or how you optimize the campaign. What, what do you, what do you consider yourself the, the game separator? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I'm, uh, <laughs> the longer you're on the planet, like if you're really being honest, you know, the more you realize how little, you know, right. So <laughs> you know, it's a constant it's and anyone that is, that is any commerce that doesn't think that they're just a continual student of the game 
you know, like is going to be behind the game at some point, right? Because like it changes so fast. So, you know, look, I mean, there's a lot of great agencies. You know, I'd like to think that we're better at a lot of things than others, and I think that we are. Um, but, you know, the reality is, uh, you know, you're constantly uh, moving forward. And, you know, I think that our where we're unique is we're going to have uh, a really close co uh, connection with the customer, with the client. Uh, we have dedicated brand managers that are constantly in the loop with uh, with clients on everything on the account, right? Um, you know, there are a lot of agencies, but there's not a lot of full service agencies. So a lot of agencies that are full service will outsource design, outsource uh, copy, outsource uh, um, uh, photography. Very few agencies in this space have photography in-house, right? And is it necessary? No, but is it an advantage to have your creative be connected with your copy, be connected with your advertising and the direction of your brand? 100%. So Absolutely. that's really where where we have a unique feel for our clients. So is there specific some some avenue specifically that you guys want to continue to grow in? Is it that creative services uh, aspect or is there another topic or area you guys want to continue to push yourselves and grow in? Yeah, no, I think the the future for us is continuous to continue to push the the fully managed uh, division, right? So, uh, managed services for us, it's uh, it's a more of a predictable business model, uh, like you guys, right? You know, um, right. and you know that the the biggest challenge on the agency side is you know everyone want thing one thing done really well and really fast, right? Uh, at a really good price, you know, and so pricing, we're never going to be the cheapest. We're by no means the most expensive. Uh, but as an agency, you've got to staff ahead of growth in order to keep up with client demand. And so some level of predictability in the business uh, is, is always good. Um, but that's the area that we're most focused on is managed services. That's you awesome. Know? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that makes sense because a lot of people, I think there's a the big school out there. A lot of people just like getting their hands dirty and want to be in the nitty gritty of running their own business. But there's a lot of people who just don't have the time to stay up to date on all of the facets that, like you had mentioned, the creative services, the uh, listing optimization, the campaign management. A lot of people just want to outsource that that stuff and focus on other aspects of the business, which is where yeah. agencies like you guys come into play, which you know makes sense. That's why there's a niche out there for for agencies like you guys, how, yeah. So what is kind of like, what's kind of that thing that gets you guys excited every single day about working with uh, brands or, you know, they're not all the same, right? They're, they're different products. They're different. Um, you know, they're different marketing techniques that they yeah. want to use to get out to people. What's, what's, what gets you guys out of bed every morning? Yeah. It's, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, as human beings, we're hardwired for progression, right? You know, we all want to grow. We all want to move forward. And I don't think, I think that's the same as our team, right? So I think uh, everyone gets excited about uh, solving problems, about, you know, implementing creative strategies and solutions that uh, are going to move that brand forward uh, and tackling hard stuff. I mean, you know, sometimes the hard stuff is not the most fun, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and all of our accounts are really, really different. You know, we have uh, some large catalog accounts that needed everything from all the way down to catalog, re you know, rebuilding the catalog to, to make it actually make sense on Amazon. Um, 
But, you know, I think this year, you know, we have a store that, you know, uh, product review wise is really challenged. Like I think their store wide rating is like 3.2. Um, oh, wow. But we've grown, well, about, yeah. we've, we've grown them about 250% in six months, right? So, uh, you know, even with that, you know, what would typically be, you know, a really problem store, we've, we've got after it and, and done well. So I, and I had, uh, Henson from feedback was on last, uh, last week. And we talked a little bit about reviews and rankings. Uh, it sounds like that's a problem area for this one particular store. What's kind of that, that thing that from your perspective, are people focusing more on ratings, um, or reviews? Because for those who didn't join us last week, the difference between rating and reviews, uh, Amazon split the two, I want to say about a year and a half ago, yeah. it used to just be reviews, right? It, you just, someone would have to go in mark one through five stars and they would have to write a certain length of text to give it whether it was a couple sentences or a couple words Um, but now you can actually just punch in one to five stars and that's it so that's what a rating is review would have written words behind it what do you think amazon is uh doing with that what's your perspective on that who knows man i stopped trying to figure (laughs) out amazon thinking a long time ago i i think like it's always funny, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, whatever, whatever our mind wants to believe we can, we can start compiling like the evidence will support it. Right. So just like in today's world, right. We believe a right. thing, and then, Oh my God, all these things that are happening around me, I told you I was right about that, but then someone on the other side could have just a different belief and, and find evidence to support it. But, you know, who knows? I think, you know, they were trying to, at some level, make it easier for people to, to, to leave a rating. Obviously that, that seems, seems obvious, but, um, you know, <laughs> who knows? I mean, they, I, I thought they were going to do like, uh, you know, where you like, you, you'd segment them where like, as soon as you had over 500 reviews, it just kind of said over 500, you know, cause it's ridiculous with something with 25,000 reviews. Right. Like, right. Crazy. You I know, think it's great. Yeah. Certain products on there. It's just like 30 something thousand reviews. It's like either pillowcases or bed sheets. I'm like, this is unreal. Like how yeah. have you, Hey, how have you been around that long to, to garner such a tactic? But yeah, and uh, honestly, I mean, it's fantastic. Like, when we shut down, I love to review. Like it didn't, when they changed the TOS, it didn't stop the practice. It just stopped the compliant practices. Right. Mm-hmm. So and this is Amazon, right? When they make a, a ruling across the board, it doesn't really pr- stop the situation from happening. It just stops the ones that are pr- trying to do it right. So the ones that are that don't care about doing it right are never going to stop ever. It's just right. never, right? So, um, you know, on that particular you know uh, account, we just knew we couldn't win the review battle, right? So we don't even focus on it, to be honest. Like, you know, there's there's nothing, like these guys happen to have really strong retail distribution nationally. And mm-hmm. so they have a lot of people that know their products. And so uh, um, it's just the, the volume they're selling at retail, you know, someone comes back and, and might leave a review on Amazon or buy a second one. And so just by sheer volume, they're, they're you know, uh, and a lot of their products, uh, um, are somewhat subjective in nature. And so it's just kind of the, the nature of that space. It's going to, it's going to, you know, we just couldn't win it. So we just focused on sales. 
Yeah. Are you guys, so are you guys as an agency, are you focused on outside traffic driving to Amazon listings uh, or is there other tactics that you, that you guys push? We do Amazon only. And so we're already fairly wide on the services we cover, you know, two different aspects of creative advertising, copy management. So, you know, we've got to be really deep in channel and that's what Mm -hmm. we're trying to focus on. Um, that's actually a lot of our clients are a lot of our full service clients, you know, their Amazon business is just a portion of their overall business makeup, makeup. And so by putting Amazon under management with us, they can go focus on driving external traffic. They can go focus on their, their website growth. They can go focus on retail. They can focus on, uh, you know, uh, distributor distribution in different parts of the world. So, you know, that's that's what we do. We free up an entrepreneur's or business's time to go go put the attention in other parts of the business that they're good at growing. Awesome. Uh, and that sounds like a good time to reintroduce us and to kind of go into our my next segment that of questions I have. Again, everyone who's joining us on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, thanks again for spending some time on a, a an early morning for you on the West Coast uh, or later around the world. Uh, we appreciate it. This is Crossover Commerce. My name is Ryan Kramer. I'm the affiliate marketing manager here for Ping Pong Payments. We are a cross-border payments service, uh, almost like a digital bank account for you, uh, for Amazon sellers and e-commerce sellers. I have today the CEO and founder of Page One, which is an Amazon uh, Amazon services and creative agency, uh, Keith O'Brien. Keith has spoke to thousands of people before in various capacities when it was okay to still talk in front of people uh, now we're doing it digitally on shows like this, but, uh, Keith was, uh, awesome enough to join me today to answer some of your questions. We're talking about balancing just not just Amazon life, Amazon, but like life and entrepreneurship in general, Keith is ownership of, a uh, many different employees. So Keith, both on a business perspective and then on a, as an agency, you have to balance multiple different clients, right? Big and small and give them full attention. How do you do that? And, What's kind of that time management that you have to use in terms of making sure everyone gets the job done and everyone gets the right amount of attention from you as an agency? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think, um, you know, we're, we're very process driven. And I think that, uh, you know, without um, that kind of back backbone and foundation, it would be a mess. Right. So, um you know, as you, as any entrepreneur can experience, you know, you, you get up and you start working and sometimes you, you feel like you're busy all day. And then you look at the end of the day and you don't, you can't figure out what you actually got done. So that would be a symptom of processes, not really well defined. Uh, and so, uh, we are, we're big on process. So every, everything we do inside the company is processed out, um, for the minute, uh, we take on an account. Uh, and since the one good thing I'd say, since we have been doing uh, individualized services for, for so long, so for four years, right? So we understand, you know, all the different pieces that go into that one listing optimization, that one uh, product photography photo shoot, or that one design, or that one ad camp, you know, ad account buildup. So since we understand we've built all those things out, uh, uh, well in advance, uh, then the brand managers are really freed up to uh, really focus on strategy implementation. And so, you know, we craft out the strategy for, 
you know, for a client over a specific period of time, we back that into uh, the actual tasks. Um, and so it's all process driven and really uh, built out. And so um, the brand, our brand managers, which are who the, the point of contact is for uh, each account, you know, they have a certain amount of time that's going to be set up for uh, for a strategy or some certain time for uh, um, uh, uh, workflow oversight and implementation. Uh, and then certain time for, for client communications. And so, you know, if you do that right and you just stay proactive and you stay, you know, looking ahead while managing the day-to-day -day tasks, you know, you can get, uh, you know, you usually have happy clients that are you moving forward. That's awesome. Is there any software or do you guys, you, just because you've been in it so long that no, assist yeah. you? Oh yeah, it's all you, in the head, right? No. <laughs> the, yeah, the trade we, secrets are all up there, not sharing with no, anyone. No, we have uh, we have a lot. So uh, you know, on the internal side, uh, you know, we run our project management software as Asana. Uh, you know, it's an off the shelf. We used the free version for years. It's really you know solid. You know, it's probably got the most for a free version of anything on the market. Um, and then we upgraded, built it all out, and, and so we've used that for, for a long time. Um, uh, when just before COVID hit, we moved over to Slack. Um, and so we just completely eliminated all internal emails and chat and, and all that kind of stuff that is just really non-efficient, um, but so easy to do. So Slack's <laughs> taken over. Can What's you that? send a Slack to Can you send a Slack to my company and <laughs> tell tell them that too? Because sometimes I I just feel like that's part of the business, right? Uh, loss in communication. I feel like there's such a struggle, even internationally or just yeah. in the same city. Companies struggle with getting messages across to another person efficiently. So when you said yeah. get rid of emails entirely, I feel like that's just a stressor that brings on so many people on a day to day basis. Yeah, there's really. I can't see any reason for a company to have internal email in today's world. I mean, it's, it's really, really inefficient. Uh, you know, uh, yes, you can search it, but it's not attached to the customer. Uh, uh, you know, everything's out of context and, and then running your business through email is so incredibly inefficient. So anyway, which is what you end up doing when that's the basis of your communication. I don't even like talking to clients through email. Most often. <laughs> uh, um, we actually, yeah, sorry to go, go off the slack. Uh, we actually had, and may, maybe you can talk, touch on this potentially. Francois is actually a friend of the show. Francois, thanks for listening. Uh, for, for those who are internationally, um, if Slack doesn't work, I, I know personally, Francois, we do have a couple of uh, different employees who are able to either VPN or able to use Slack um, when they're talking from China to us. But I know that is a big issue from some companies in terms of like firewall. Uh, yeah. Keith, do you have any types of communication with international clients? Uh, whether it's, you said this is mainly internal though. Yeah, right? so we, we use Slack. So every, we use Slack for all of our internal, everything's department based. Um, and then uh, our, all of our full service clients are set up with Slack channels. So, so that's our direct communication to our clients. And we have international, um, uh, we have international clients, but uh, no full service clients that are out of China. Unfortunately, China's uh, internet world is a little, um, it's different for sure. <laughs> the laws and regulations are definitely yeah, more complicated. So, um, but we have, you know, all of our, uh, 
all of our international staff are all able to access it. So, um, and then we have an internal portal built out for our individual side of the business. So individual services, if we're doing a, um, you know, a single listing optimization and a single photo shoot or, or a small group of them. So that's an internal uh, um, platform portal. So clients have login, everything goes up and gets, you know, set up through there. We kind of have an internal chat so there so everything stays, you know, with the client account. Um, uh, but those are our, our main softwares. We use, uh, we use PackView as a base software for, uh, for PPC management and and uh, you know we're a big believer in when it comes to advertising on amazon we're a big believer in automating uh, certain tasks um right. and, and not automating other tasks right right uh, yeah ppc so, is not so, yeah that's the topic ppc is not something you just set and forget it but certain tasks uh, you can definitely get efficient enough and and be 100 yeah like there's really no reason to be manually adjusting bids every day, like, you know, or every other or once a week, whenever you do it. Um, uh, because you can program that in based on the logic that you create, right? There really isn't really any reason why you should be manually harvesting keywords and these kind of things, right? Like there's just some, I mean, tech does make our life easier when used properly, right? Um, but uh, to not have control over your bid adjustments, you know, uh, or not have control over some of those really important decisions in the front end. Uh, you know, that's, we're not in that, we're not up that mindset. hundred uh, percent. A couple more questions actually came in again, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. This is crossover commerce presented by ping pong payments. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer. I bring on guests like Keith every single week. Uh, we'll have another one later this week on Friday. We're talking about PPC, um, with better AMS actually. Uh, but, but we're going to, we're going to, a couple quick, quick questions that actually came in from our audience. If you have a, a tool, if you're listening right now, if there is a tool that you're using that's efficient for your uh, in internal communications, let us know. I would love to kind of either discuss it or just kind of know what people are working with and then external as well. But uh, Keith, I think you talked with, uh, you talked about uh, clients and keeping full records. There's a question that came in from Brennan that, he says, when I'm bouncing between clients, it's nice to have a one view that gives me a what happened recently rundown. Is there any tips yeah. or ideas that you are you kind of running across? It depends on what part of the business you're talking about, Brendan. That's my son's name, by the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, a good old family name for us. Uh, yeah, it depends on what you're looking to find out, right? So um, we have some customized reporting um, that's been built that gives a lot of it. Um, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, some things in some of the softwares like Helium Tanner's on Guru will give you a, a, a snapshot. Unfortunately, Brennan, if you're, if, if you're a consultant or, or own an agency, uh, you know that, uh, you know, a lot of the tools that are out there that really dig into those type of details on a client basis are not really set up very well for agencies. I don't know why. It seems like, uh, uh, <laughs> seems like a, uh, an easy, you know, uh, blue ocean opportunity for, uh, for a lot of these uh, software companies. But uh, I work in a web marketing design for small. Ah, got it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think like uh, for us, that system is our internal Asana, Brennan. Uh, you know, so 
you know, we'll have, you know, I, I can overview, we have boards built out, you know, uh, for departments, we have boards built out for clients. And so uh, that's a really nice snapshot of where everything is from a task standpoint. Um, but if you want to go in and actually see kind of data tactical results, you're going to need, we use one of the pieces of software. So PackView is probably the most encompassing uh, and uh, they're better and better. So they've just launched uh, new updates a couple months ago. Um, and uh, so now it's all linked to profitability and uh, you know, you can input cogs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Brandon. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> he says he's about two steps away from building their own uh, project management system. So I it, totally understand. And you're going to do that. And, and within 90 days after building your own, you're going to, there's going to be just as many things that you hate about the one that you just built. And now you got to go get someone that built features onto it. That you didn't <laughs> I think that, so. I think the, the thing I could take away is do something you're comfortable with and that everyone can buy into. And then obviously iterate from there, whether it's an outside software service or it's a you know internal system that yeah. you guys build out. Uh, I know I always like roll my eyes. I'm like, I have a web, I have either Google Sheets or I have Salesforce or I have just so many other different like calendars that are going. It's really hard to have a one all encompassing place that speaks okay. to everything. So uh, I think it's just find what works for you, uh, Brennan, and then obviously uh, you know uh, go from there. But there's yeah. another question that came in in terms, Keith, maybe you can talk about like almost a little bit about the future of um, page one, are you guys planning to expand in, in some of these same principles selling on marketplaces like Walmart or maybe a Shopify, so on and so forth? Is that something that you guys envision yourself down the road either like in the next couple of years? Yeah, I'm not going to say no, um, uh, but I also won't say yes. So we're, um, uh, you know, we're very focused on building out our brand management team on Amazon. So, uh, you know, we are, um, we know the types, the right types of clients that we can do really good work for. We know we can who we can help grow when we have a level of confidence within the Amazon space. So, you know, honestly, it would probably be some sort of um, JV or um, integration or acquisition uh, than it would be before building it out. Um, uh, and you know, if we did anything, I mean, we already like our, our photography is used on pretty much every platform there is. Right. So we already do, we do 360 spins, you know, the whole thing. So, right. you know, we already have assets being used by companies on different platforms. So the only thing we're not doing is managing that. Um, uh, if anything, you know, we'd start with advertising, um, uh, you know, but, but probably not building it out. Uh, yeah. So again, you can be wide on channels or deep in, or wide on services and we're wide on services. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest, uh, biggest question. A lot of companies like you always face or any kind of software service, right? Uh, do you want to expand so that your product is accepted almost everywhere? Um, but it's very narrow of what, what you do, or do you want to be able to do what you, what you do do very well and go deep yeah. into that, that niche. And so I think that's honestly what a lot of people struggle with, but it's also, there's a good mix between. So um, just be like the expert at one thing or the, yeah. I, there's always that adage, right? You can be the, you know, the master, uh, good at everything, but the master of none, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Be the master of one thing. So that, that, that's obviously for each company. I think what you guys are doing is obviously great. And the opportunity, 
opportunity presents itself, maybe that's something where you guys are. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, the need is obviously there, you know, so, um, uh, you know, but, oh, don't get me wrong, if I owned a SaaS company, you know, we'd be building functionality as fast as we possibly could across market. 100%. But, you know, a service business is quite different. And, uh, um, you know, you always have to, you know, it's, the, the business is somewhat easy to get, but, you know, you, you've got to have a level of expertise to keep it, right? And so, you know, you know, we want long-term clients, you know, we don't want to lose managed service clients ever, right? Um, we do, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, as I, every agency does, but, you know, we want, you know, two and three and four and five and, you know, year relationships with, with clients that we can just help grow year after year after year. Absolutely. Um, and then we had one more question coming from Brennan, but for everyone joining again on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, thanks for joining us as Crossover Commerce. If you have questions, send them in. We have Keith from Page One, who is a creative service agency for Amazon, uh, here to ask quite, or kind of answer your questions, but also I have a couple more would love to give to you. Obviously, uh, Keith, if, if you have to wrap up sooner, let us know. But uh, the questions are coming in. We have another one from Brennan, actually. Uh, second question or part, part three, maybe, uh, do you let your clients interact with your project management, product, project yeah. management system? I'm going right to get that right today. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yes and no. So we let them interact with, uh, with our, our, the one that we've built out our client portal, right? We do not put them into Asana ever. Right. So, uh, Asana is our space and that's where we're talking back and forth internally on a team with the team. So, uh, like for example, I know you're running your, uh, your web designer. Uh, so, uh, inside of our portal, like when we do a creative um, project, we do a photo shoot, we create an entire shot list. Um, the client's going to interact and make comments on, on that shot list and approve that shot list before we actually go to a shoot. Um, uh, and that's that's true for any any creative project. Um, and uh, so we're gonna get feedback on that and we're gonna, just like with you guys, right? You wanna make sure you've got direction, approval, all these things before you open up that's even that first file to start designing. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we do interact with clients on the front end, but once it hits our project management system, we do not. Um, gotcha. Yeah, we had it. We had to deal with something similar when I worked for uh, Viral Launch when we were doing creative services, um, both in photography and then we were doing it for uh, PPC management and uh, other kinds of services. Is there result? There's no right way to do it. Obviously, I'm going to go back to the whole adage. There's no right way to do it. It's whatever makes you feel comfortable and making sure people understand this is the the you know the web flow, if you will, yeah. um, or or just kind of like your flow into um, once it goes here, it's going to automate into uh, someone's inbox, and they're going to know, hey, now is the right time to shoot product photography after we receive payment, or you received copy, or you received your your sample, if you will. There's so many different things that you have to manage, which is why there's project managers never get all the praise and glory that they that they should, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> trying to, trying to keep say, everything together. On the back end of this, because I know it's a lot of, uh, you know, Brennan happens to be in the industry, but there's a lot of people listening that are just, you know, clients of agencies and service providers, right? So I will say this, and it, this, is, this, is cert and this is certainly not just for us, but 
you know, if you want to be a favorite client of, of the agency you're working with, you know, here's a few things that you can do. And here's a few things I'd recommend that you don't do. Right. So uh, do when you work with an agency, really be thoughtful and think about everything you possibly can advance of putting them to work. Right. So if you're talking about on a photo shoot, right, don't be the guy that comes back after the photo shoot with three more ideas about what you can do with your with your product after it's already been shot. Right. Exactly. So, uh, so, so every agency every year goes through their clients and say, okay, you know, who are our favorites? Who are challenging ones? And they start thinking about, you know, how to build out better processes to to, to circumvent some of the challenge spots. Um, and you know, if you're working with an advertising agency, you know, like you got to remember, you're you're not hiring your own PPC person, right? You're hiring a portion of a probably a really well-paid expert's time. Now that right. you cannot com and you can't compare it to the, you know, the to the PPC consultant that you hire off of Fiverr or Upwork. It's just a different deal, right? These guys are one-man shows. They don't have staff to pay. They don't have offices. They don't have any overhead, right? Um, and they're going to stay at whatever level connected to the industry as a whole. So, you know, when if you're working with a PPC agency, you know, you don't really want to be pulling their attention away from your, your account uh, during the month. Like you really want to be thoughtful. You want to make sure they have the information that they need in terms of your business goals, you know, your data points that are important, uh, your budgets and, and all the things that you want to actually do. And then you got to give them space to do their work. Um, now, obviously, if things are off, then you need to come back into it. But advertising does need some some time to to let the work actually play out. And depending on the strategy, that could take longer than other than the than other things, right? So, you know, you don't want to be the guy, regardless of how you're communicating with the agency, in there talking to them every day, uh, because that's just going to be an overwhelming amount of customer service that they have to deal with. 100 yeah. percent and uh brent brennan has one more question he swears it's the last one but uh, again anyone who's watching seriously we will answer your questions or try to get to them or at least get them answered if it's after the fact and you're watching this uh on youtube or facebook later on you can obviously uh we'll make sure that at the end of this video you know how to contact keith or myself obviously you can reach out to me uh anytime on facebook uh instagram uh you know uh, linkedin all the social media networks, uh, you can reach out to us for sure. But Brennan asks, how do Google ads interact with Amazon PPC? Okay. That's a very, very generic question, but maybe yeah. we can dive a little bit about what you, what you've seen and your expertise on that. Yeah. So, so I'll read into your question. So, uh, oh, what's up, Anthony? Um, so, <laughs> uh, he's everywhere, man. That guy's everywhere. So, <laughs> Uh, Brennan, so, so the, the short answer is they don't really interact with Amazon PPC. I mean, you can definitely drive external uh, traffic to Amazon. Uh, you know, uh, about a year and a half ago, they launched the Amazon Attribution Program. So now that external traffic is trackable uh, where you can get uh, dedicated links to put in uh, to pixel out your advertising. Um uh, so that's good. You should, definitely should be doing it. You know, the, the thing about uh, the, the 
the thing you want to be careful about with outside traffic on Amazon is that Amazon is such a closed space and such, and your ranking is so dependent on your conversion rate on a listing. So, uh, you know, you really want to be careful about running uh, too much cold traffic um, directly to your listing, even if you are tracking that through attribution. You want to make sure that you're, you're getting uh, the customer, you know, more down the funnel, ready to make a decision on Amazon. Uh, you know, cause you could have, I mean, we have clients with conversion rates of 30, 35%, which would make most website owners, you know, do backflips six ways from Sunday. So you just want to be careful with that. Um, Amazon does have their own, I mean, you know, you know, DSP, you have off Amazon advertising that you can run through Amazon. They have their own publishing, net, you know, publisher network. Uh, so uh, much more robust and they're, they're catching up with Google quickly in terms of uh, the comprehensiveness of the ad platform. Right. And, and maybe I caught this and maybe to simplify it, do you suggest people run ads to their product listings ever? I mean, I, I think there's probably more cases against it than for it. Um, you know, uh, I mean, Amazon does love uh, external traffic and you only get some reward just for bringing, you know, eyeballs in. But, you know, I think that running into an offer probably is smarter uh, and before you're going to get them over to Amazon. Um, but again, you know, as a marketer, you should just test, you know, uh, and any answer that I could give that, you know, would seem universal is always going to have exceptions. Right. Right. And, and Brenna had one more follow up. I think, would you, uh, wouldn't you want to run organic SEO? Sure. Um, sounds cheaper. Yeah. And I, I think I can, yeah, hundred percent SEO, as long as your listings and everything is follows, you know, protocol on Amazon's right. TOS, that, that is the cheapest way to do it. And that's the most logical way to do it. Yeah. I think I mean, that you, next yeah, go ahead. If you set up your listing correctly, uh, I mean, Brennan, uh, if you noticed, virtually every product-based keyword on Google, Amazon's going to rank on page one floor for something, right? <laughs> and so uh, if your listing is set up well uh, and correctly uh, and you start selling, right, you're going to rank on Google, right? Uh, you should rank for your your brand name plus your product for sure, um, and then the general uh, you know general keyword terms are going to be really based on your listing performance on Amazon. You know they always want to uh, to make the most money per search, whether it's on Google or on Amazon. That's for sure. Yep, uh, absolutely. Um, so Keith, when you're when you're staying up to date on all this information. Uh, going back to some of my questions again, everyone, thank you for joining us on Crossover Commerce. This is uh, this is a show that I run and I bring in people that I know that can help give a different perspective on the e-commerce and the Amazon industry. Uh, Keith from Page One is here, or Page One. Gosh, I always want to say Page One. Okay, you're never going to get corrected for speaking our URL, right? <laughs> hey, that exactly. I, I will make sure that that's how you, you exactly how to find uh, their website is Page Fortunately, we rank for both of them. So you're, that's amazing. I mean, that it, it makes it easy to remember, but, uh, I've trained my mind without you telling me that that's how you do it. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I will forever be trying to buy page one.com. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that will, you, you should definitely, uh, so if you're watching that. this and you're the, the, the teacher in Texas that owns it, um, you know, ah, I've have, they, have they, 
I've I was going to say, have they given email. them, have you, they given them, you, their terms for what it would no, cost? No, we responded to an email. It's been owned for a long, long time. Darn. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a, it's a nice URL to have. Uh, but for everyone who's joining, Keith is the founder and CEO of PageOne. Uh, it's an Amazon creative services agency based in Florida, uh, but have, but has clients all over the world, uh, mainly large and small. Uh, we, we're talking a little bit about like, how do you balance both? Uh, entrepreneurship, Amazon, and personal life. So Keith, kind of what's going on nowadays, I think everyone can attest to is like, you know, there, there's a, a global pandemic going on. How have you kind of rebalanced everything in terms of like work life and personal life? I'm assuming you guys are work from home majority, yeah. if not the whole time. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, like everybody this year has been, been a challenge, right? So, mm. um, you know, I'm working, I'm, I'm out of my home. As you can tell, I got bad lighting. Um, <laughs> you know, I keep getting shadows on my face because it's so sunny out there in, in beautiful Florida. It is right. So we went uh, we went remote um, about two weeks before uh, the rest of the country did okay. um, back in early March, and uh, we just didn't really want to be scrambling when everything else was going to be scrambling. So, um, uh, but. Like there are some of our services, primarily photography, that you need to physically be present, right? So right. Um, it's really the only thing we need an office space for. If we were just all full service or all uh, advertising management or even all graphic design, we, we probably wouldn't have a physical location. But um, we actually just moved um, about a month ago. So uh, we have our local office is like a flex space so the photography is in a huge warehouse type space with a mezzanine for offices up top um we put the whole thing under air so everyone's comfortable but my my photographers have been there the whole time okay um, so you know they're separated they're in at the beginning they're in different studios wearing masks now it's been you know nine months they're very comfortable it's like their family so they're with each other. Um, one graphic designer has gone back to the office. She's okay. up in the mezzanine, has the whole space to herself. She feels like a queen. very spread out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, look, I think, um, you know, I think as an employer, you've got to, um, uh, you have to do all the things necessary. You have to give people choice. Uh, you know, to to force somebody into a situation, I think is crazy. Everyone's got a different level of comfort and you don't know their whole story, right? So mm -hmm. uh, um, like we have, you know, we have uh, our head of production just came, came back from maternity leave. She won't be coming to the office anytime soon. Right. Uh, but everyone else is kind of settled in virtually. Um, and, uh, uh, but we'll always have space because uh, physical product photography. Right, do you think that's for service providers or agencies, do you think that's changed fundamentally how people are going to operate in the future? Oh, I think without a doubt. I think that um, for bigger companies, you know, they're starting to see what's possible and they're starting to see people's productivity not being in, in the office. And so I think it's, it's always been something that smart process driven companies have done uh, and that, you know, agencies that, you know, kind of have this kind of controlling top-down approach probably have always struggled with outsourcing. Um, uh, 
Uh, and so it's really forced everybody to, to figure it out and get better at it. Um, but what I think, you know, uh, at some level, what it's done, Ryan, that has been a great thing is it's opened up the global marketplace, right? So right. You know, if, if I wanted to have a, a physical presence-based agency, my, my, my job pool, my talent pool is South Florida, right? Or, you know, occasionally I'll get someone to relocate and be able to come, you know, do that, but it's far more expensive. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're just pulling from a local marketplace for your talent, I mean, you're going to be limited by, you know, by your, you know, by who actually lives there. So who can, who can drive to your location, right? Yeah. Or or commute there. you know, we, we brought on a brand manager full time. I mean, the, the thing, the funny thing is, is, is Europe, both Eastern and Western, you know, they've gotten with it. And it's, it's, it's in a lot of places, a lot of areas, it's no longer, you're not, you're not saving money, you know, by outsourcing overseas in a lot of areas, these guys, their talent is, is really up on par. Right. So, right. you know, we're a full-time brand manager in Israel, um, you know, they most recently worked on worked with a, a very large internationally known brand in house. Uh, so, you know, when you're open to you know putting people on from all over the world, you know, you can find really the right people for the for the position. Absolutely, and I I, I told this story a couple of times on some of our live streams. I'm based in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, which is in the Midwest. If you're in India or around the world, if you don't know where that is, that's perfectly fine. It's a joke that I even tell my colleagues in California, but I've never met anyone from my company in person. Like I started in this role with ping pong back in April. And to this day, I still haven't met any of my colleagues. Even some of them, one of them is three hours south of me. Uh, never met any of them in person. It's all virtual. And I think so many people have gotten used to working with, Hey, I can get my job done here. Uh, responsibly and get drive results, but also I know I can reach out to people via Slack or via other communication channels and just like this, good on video call yeah. if you need to talk to someone face to face. So I think that's definitely changed the way a lot of people think, like not just going to the office. There's that camaraderie, obviously. I think 100%. networking is one big thing. I think networking is yeah. the toughest thing that's struggling with when we were talking about events. Uh, you and I were talking about. For example, Prosper Show this year, for those of you who don't know, it's a huge event that happens every March, I want to say, in Vegas, where a lot of e-commerce and Amazon get together to network and uh, build relationships. That didn't happen this year. Um, they tried a digital show, which is is a different entity in itself, but you're trying to get people that are in their houses to your event. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just different, and you have to think differently how to get in touch with those people. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think that we happen to be, you know, we're a unique company in that our, our staff all really likes each other. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that doesn't happen in a lot of places, <laughs> but, you know, pre COVID, you know, uh, you know, my the core operations team and creative team, you know, they'd meet for a happy hour every Friday um, uh, because they wanted to, I mean, it wasn't, you know, com- wasn't company- it wasn't mandatory. No, exactly. <laughs> You know, as a company, we, we, we get people together pr- fairly regularly, or at least back in the day. Um, but that was just something that they, they started and enjoyed doing. And, um, and I think that uh, um, uh, I think that, that that is missed, right? Because, you know, like business isn't just about, 
you know, the results and the tasks getting done and all these things. It, it's mostly that, but, you know, work takes up such a big part of, of our personal lives. And, you know, we there's lots of different ways to draw satisfaction and enjoyment. And, uh, you know, one of the big challenges in a, a world of COVID is making sure that we cultivate that human connection. hundred uh, percent. It's paramount to life, you know, and, and, uh, it's paramount to happiness and joy and, and all all the things that, you know, are the reasons that we work in the first place. Right. You know, uh, to 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 do it. So anyway. Um, yeah. So there's that. I've got a lot more. I mean, my, my oh, no. national and all these things. So it's been there's all been lots of different things, but that's that's it from the business standpoint. Yeah. And real quick, uh, before we let you go and we kind of sign off real quick, Kaylee, that, that show is called prosper. It's called prosper show. So if you just Google it, um, the event happens mainly in person, it'll happen in Vegas. The last time I talked to the event, uh, organizers last week, actually, they don't think that it's going to happen again in person, probably until maybe summer of 2021. So if you're looking for events, there's, there's plenty of digital events that you can safely go to some, countries are starting to open up very small uh conferences uh yeah. for a list of those you just have have to like search through facebook communities or just know like irce is internet retailers conference um in chicago um there's a lot that happened out of las vegas but those are that's the event that we were referring to earlier yeah. um the and then first half of 2022 is going to be uh uh is, is is an aggressive timeline for for most big events i don't I right don't, I think that it, remains to be seen. I mean, as we're seeing right now, we're 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 eight months into this thing, right? And and uh, it's kind it's of taking. Yeah, you blink, yeah. and it's eight months later, and right. people are kind of just used to it. And again, we we always caution: just people take your time. Do what's best for you, uh, your company. Uh, we never tell people one way or another how to operate. And obviously, I'm saying, uh, assuming with your own company, uh, right. Keith. Just let people make their own choices, but obviously keep other people in mind when you make those choices. Yep. Just, you know, be a human in that regards. Uh, I know we're coming up a time coming across and over that noontime in Eastern. Uh, for those of you waking up on West Coast, if you didn't catch everything with Keith and myself, please, uh, please obviously uh, reach back out to us. Keith, how can they get in touch with you or the team over there? Sure. Um, at page yeah. So I think, you know, two different ways. So I'd say um, if, uh, you're interested if you're, you know, an Amazon seller, Amazon business, you're interested in talking with us about how we may be able to help, just get over to our website at page dot one. Um, and uh, you can reach Number out. Number one brand evangelist right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can reach out directly there. Um, I do most of my, uh, you know, my business networking on LinkedIn. So you can find me there. It's Keith B. O'Brien. Put a B in the beginning or the middle of that. Um, uh, like for someone like Brennan, who uh, works with another agency, you know, Brennan, we actually do about 30, maybe 35 percent of our business with other agencies. Um, and so I'd love to connect and talk about how we may be able to support each other. Uh, about half of that, ironically, is with other Amazon agencies, uh, Ryan. So um you know, if you're a competing agency that is hearing this, don't think that just because we have some overlapping services that, you know, we can't figure out a way to work together because we play nice in the sandbox with everybody. So um, 
for example, we do we do a, a ton of creative for other agencies that don't have photography in house, that might not even have design in house or even content in house. And so, you know, we can take a piece of a project and, and not have to take the whole thing. Um, uh, and uh, for non Amazon agencies, it's just a great collaboration. You know, you, if you have e-commerce clients, um, then they should be if they're not on Amazon. Uh, and reciprocally, you know, we have clients that you know are uh, need to build or make adjustments or redesign their own their own website. So yeah, we uh, we work really well with other agencies uh, and can really add value um, in areas that they don't do. Absolutely. Well, I know that's our time. Uh, I know I don't want to take, there's so much more we could talk about. I know we just scratched the surface with you. Keith. Always come back. Yeah, absolutely. We, we love having in for everyone who is joining us. We do this every single week. We have different guests on to give different perspectives. Uh, we go live on Amazon, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we try to get all this messaging out to give you a different perspective to ask questions in an open forum like this for industry leaders like Keith. Um, invitations always open Keith. Again, how you can find him, follow or find him on LinkedIn, or you can reach out to him and his team at page one. Um, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, just search Ryan Kramer or Ping Pong Payments and follow us on all of our social channels because this is where we start posting out all of our calendars that will come out and our speakers that would talk on uh, specific topics. If you have questions or specific um, events or different kinds of people you want to have on message me directly. And we'd love to have those people on as well. And I can get those scheduled out, but Keith, thank you so much for having, uh, taking the time today to kind of talk a little bit about everything. I know balance was, is kind of like the overarching theme, but we talked a little bit about that. I think yeah. <laughs> we'll get more, we'll get more, uh, deep into different things. We didn't even talk about your background, your love for food, which I was super excited about talking about today, but <laughs> all, right. all right another time man we'll come back yeah absolutely well thanks so much keith uh again everyone for crossover commerce my name is ryan kramer keith uh from page one or page one gosh i'm gonna keep doing that page one right. thanks so much sir. Cool. appreciate your time thanks for having me on ryan yeah have a good one